Tonight on the Range Minded Podcast, we talk about the seven effective parts of a good range visit. I came up with a list of seven things that I think might be of some value to you as, uh, as new or seasoned shooters. Take a listen, tell me what you think, and enjoy. Again, the seven effective parts of a good range visit. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be when you're savvy listeners are hanging out with me. Hey, my name is Steve Zimmerman. Again, this is Range Minded Podcast. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am flying solo at this point, but hey, hopefully that doesn't make it any worse. Maybe it makes it, I don't know. Enjoy. Either way, I hope you enjoy what I have prepared for you tonight. Um, as I was sitting here thinking of things to do, some show prep, I decided to to give you guys some some advice, right? So I came up with seven effective parts of a good range visit. Now, as I go through these, I hope um, that you make some mental notes. I hope they're beneficial to you. Um, and also, if you know, if there's some things that you do as well, um, share those with us, and, and we'll talk about those at a, at a later show. All right, so here they are, the seven effective parts of a good range visit. Okay, number one is prepare. Okay, um, set aside maybe the day before you decide to go to the range to go through your range bag. Make sure you've got everything in there. Your your ear pro is good. If you're using an electronic ear pro, maybe it's time to replace those batteries. Um, or maybe it's time to upgrade to electronic ear pro. Um, or, you know, if you're using foamies or just regular earmuffs, that's fine. Just make sure that they're going to be in good working condition, that they muffle the sound or reduce the, the sound as necessary. Um, it's also a good time to check out your, uh, your ear pro or excuse me, your eye pro. Make sure they're not scratched up or, or they're not damaged anyway. Sometimes even, you know, if you spend a little bit of money on your eye pro, they have the little nose pieces, little rubber pieces. Sometimes they fall off and... They can be uncomfortable. And also one thing that uh, I didn't have written down, but just came to me as I was talking about this, is make sure that if you're purchasing Eye and Ear Pro together, that you're considering the the arms of your, your eye protection, that as you put them on and then throw your Ear Pro on, if you're going over the ear protection, that it doesn't leave a huge gap. Like you don't want the arms of your glasses to be so big that it leaves a, a massive gap where those noises can, can come through that gap and, and hurt your ears. You cannot replace your hearing, right? It doesn't come back. It doesn't grow back. Uh, you need to take care of it. Anyway, so you've gone through there. You've made sure your eye pro is good, your ear pro is good. Now let's talk about targets real quick. Um, most ranges are okay for you to take targets with you. Um, I know at the ranges I've worked at, we didn't care. Sure, we'd like you to buy the targets that we have supplied there, but you don't have to. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys use paper plates. Uh, I've used sticky notes before. Uh, I've used like the what are they, the recipe cards, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? They're like four by eight inches or whatever. Uh, well, you know, I don't know how big they are. You know what I'm talking about. And, and a lot of times, you know, just use those as targets. And that's okay. Um, but if you've decided to take targets uh, with you, make sure you've got a few rolled up with you that they're ready to go next to your range bag. <clears throat> um, and I know, you know, the next thing on the list I know is expensive. Ammo does kind of suck. Now, it is becoming more and more available, but the prices haven't really come down at all. And unfortunately, I'm not even confident that they are going to come down. 
I think we're going to be stuck with a with more expensive ammo than we're used to. Um, it is what it is. I, I there's nothing I can do to fix it. I wish I could. I miss the days of cheap ammo, but whatever. That's the way it is. But make sure whatever gun you're taking that you have ammo set aside already. Um, if you're going to an indoor range like Independence or some of the other ones, um, they might have ammo in stock for you to use, but they may not. So it's good to get that beforehand and you're ready to go. Okay. Um, and don't be scared if, if you don't want to shoot a lot of ammo. Like I, I don't like taking a butt ton of ammo with me to the range cause I, maybe I covet what, what ammunition I have. Right. So it's okay to take just 50 rounds and I'm going to talk with you. I have some things here that might work with just a 50 round, uh, range visit that you'll be good. You can utilize those 50 rounds and, and make your time worth it. And like I say, that's, we're going to talk about in a second. Um, also, and, and, uh, maybe this sounds kind of weird, but maybe actually schedule your range visit, right? Put it on your calendar, put a reminder on your phone, set aside that time. So when you're at the range, you can focus. Um, you're not distracted. You know, when we get distracted on things, um, we, we tend to maybe be less safe, right? So there's things that, uh, that, take our mind away from an important task that we, we want to schedule that time and utilize that time for our visit. Okay. Um, I consider range time therapy, personal therapy. Um, and Gaston Glock is a fantastic, uh, therapy consultant for me anyways. Um, okay. So I kind of hinted towards this. The, the second thing on my list is, um, uh, making an effective use of your time. Okay, so time is one of those things that there's just a limited quantity and it is at a premium. Okay, and if I mean, you have families, have kids, you know what I'm talking about. That time is precious um, and, and, and you'll never get it back once it's gone. Okay, um, if you haven't had any classes, um, it's okay. If you haven't taken classes, you don't have to take classes. I would highly encourage it, but it's not the end of the world. Um, if you haven't taken any classes, you might not you know, maybe know what to do when you go to your range visit. So I've come up with, um, well, I, I wrote down three little drills that you can do to utilize those 50 rounds of ammunition and, you know, maybe just 30 minutes, 40 minutes of range time. Um, and, and here's, here's the three drills that, uh, that I decided to write down. Um, this one I called load one, shoot one. Um, I don't, you know, I've seen other instructors, uh, use this drill before. I don't know what they call it. This is what I call it. Load one, shoot one. And this is how it works. Okay. And it'll work with revolvers uh, or a semi-auto. So the first thing you're going to do is obviously when you get to the booth, you're going to um, get your firearm out. You want to take that box of ammunition with you um, to the booth. You're going to load. If it's a, if it's a semi-auto, you're going to load one round into the magazine. You're going to insert the magazine, rack the side, the slide. Keep your finger off the trigger, put the safety on or whatever, and remove that magazine. Okay, so now you have the the round in the chamber and no magazine. Now, if it's a revolver, go ahead and, and slide that uh, that cartridge into the cylinder, close the cylinder. And uh, and with revolver, try and make sure that that rotation, that the next shot will land on, on that cartridge, if that makes sense. Okay, so now we have... A loaded firearm with one round in it. Okay. 
we're going to bring that gun up to our line of sight. We're going to line our, our targets on whatever point of aim that we're shooting at. And this is key, okay? Uh, you're going to place your finger on the trigger after it's on the sights. You're going to slowly press that trigger back. You're going to feel some tension. Um, if it's a double action revolver, you might feel a lot of tension on that uh, on that uh, the trigger. You're going to press it back until the gun fires. Okay. Now, you're going to we're going to regain the next sight picture is what we call it. Okay. So the gun fires, it recoils. You're going to go right back to the exact point of aim that you were just at. Okay. Um, if you haven't reset the trigger yet, or meaning you haven't taken your finger and eased it off the trigger. You're going to let that trigger reset, still pointing at the same point of aim, and you're going to press again. Now, if done right, you're just going to get a click, okay? Um, now, there's, that's the first part of that drill. Now, we're just going to repeat the process. Load one, put it in there, rack the slide, close the cylinder, whatever. You're going to fire, let it cycle, come back to your point of aim, release the trigger, and bring it back. Okay, so what's the point of this drill, right? That seems like a waste of time. It is not a waste of time, and I promise you this. What it's going to do is it's going to teach you if you're anticipating the recoil, if you're really mashing on that trigger, pulling those sights off the target, or maybe there's some other little demons in there that, uh, that you're fighting with for your accuracy, okay? This drill, and trust me, okay, you got to trust me, this works. As you continue with this load one, shoot one drill, you're going to see that you're dipping that front sight. You're really starting to wrench down with your, you know, your your pinky and your ring finger on your firing hand, and it's pulling that gun off off target. You're gonna see this, I promise. What this drill allows you to do is kind of assess where you need to be better. Um, and I I don't think you could do this with 50 rounds. You probably get a little bit bored of it. But if you do it 10 or 15 times, you're gonna really start to see that. Oh man, I am really anticipating this recoil i need to slow down work on my side alignment my sight picture and my trigger control um, this is an awesome drill for new shooters and more seasoned shooters alike this is a great drill utilize it okay now the second one i decided to put down is something i call slow and steady um, this one you need to really slow down and I, again seasoned shooters and new shooters alike we all need to slow down at times and work on our basics, okay? This is going to help you with your sight alignment and your sight picture, okay? So one of the targets, if you've taken any of your targets, personal targets to the range, if, if they have like a one-inch circle or a one-inch square, utilize that spot on the, on the, the target. Maybe there's a, a place on the target that's about that size. Use it, okay? If not, Take a Sharpie. You should have one in your range bag anyways. We've um, kind of a plug way back in March of, and I want to say 2019, maybe it's 2020, we talked about what to have in your range bag. Go back and listen to that show. One of those things we talk about is having a Sharpie in there. You need to have some kind of a pen or a Sharpie. If your target doesn't have a one-inch spot to, uh, to aim at, put one on there, okay? So once you put that dart, that dart, the dot on there, um, you're going to move that target back, and I would probably suggest, depending on, um, depending on your, your ability, I guess, or, or your experience with a firearm, you can put it at 10 feet, you can put it at 12 or 15 feet, 
Okay. Um, you got to be able to, to align your sights onto that dot. Okay. Now this isn't a drill about poking a hole through that dot. Okay. This is not. This is about working on consistency. So we're going to load our firearm. We're going to move our target back to that desired distance. You're going to bring that, that firearm up to your line of sight. You're going to work on your sight alignment. Now that's, if, if you take in classes, you know, sometimes they'll use the phrase equal height, equal light, meaning that front sight is level across the back with our rear sights. The, the, the top plane of both the front and rear sights are going to be the same. And that front post is going to be dead center of that rear sight notch. Okay. Making sure that we're there. And then we're going to align those sights up to our, our dot that we've made. Um, and we're just going to do a slow and steady press. Again, we're going to be methodic on this trigger press. In fact, maybe when, when you're pressing that trigger back, you're thinking to yourself, or maybe you're hearing my sultry voice saying it, press. Okay. Slow and steady press. You want that firearm to surprise you. Okay. So here we are. We, we're going to, we're, we're up on that, on that site. We're aiming right at that, uh, that little one inch dot. We're pressing that trigger back. The gun goes bang. Okay. We ride that recoil through, point it right back, regain our sight picture. We're going to put our sights exactly in the same spot as that first shot. Once we're confident with we're in the same spot, we're going to slow and steady press that trigger back. Bang. Okay. We're going to repeat that process through the entire magazine or cylinder if you're running a revolver. Now, again, this isn't, this isn't a drill about poking a perfect hole through that one inch dot. This is a drill to work on your sight alignment, your sight picture, and your trigger control. Okay. And also we're going to look at our groupings. Maybe, maybe when you do this drill, you'll see that those holes are maybe to the, the right or to the left of, uh, of that dot that you were aiming at. Now, if those holes are consistent, but not precisely where we aimed that lets us know that maybe our sights are off a little bit maybe how we're looking through the sights needs to be adjusted and um you know we can spend some time with a you know one-on-one -on -one training or something to help us diagnose that a little bit better uh again it's not a drill on accuracy but it's a drill on consistency and these are fundamental things that all shooters i, I feel that we all need to work on I honestly still do this drill when I go to the range. Um, once, once you get to the point where, you know, you're, you're feeling pretty accurate with, uh, with poking holes in there, then you can speed up the drill a little bit. Um, when you're a new shooter or, or when you're, you're kind of new to this, this particular drill, you want to take it slow and steady. That's why I call it slow and steady. You want to take your time and really focus on your fundamentals, okay? Once you've honed in at a slow speed, we can either increase the, the speed of which we're sending the rounds down range, or we can increase the distance from us to the target, okay? But those are things we can work on, okay? Again, that's not a drill on accuracy. It's a drill on consistency. All right, and then here's a, a third one that I came up with um that that i call uh target left target right so um if if you're taking uh if you have recipe cards or a paper plate and at the range they have a way to to separate two of those size targets 
you know, 12 inches or so from each other, that's fine. Um, if you're taking paper targets, maybe turn that, that cartoon dinosaur target around so you have the white part of the target facing you. And take your marker and just set your cell phone down uh, about eye level where that target's going to be when it's hanging from the target carrier. And you're going to put uh, a rectangle on the left side of the target and a rectangle on the right side of the target. Okay. And you can number those if you want or, or not. It's not really necessary. Okay. Again, once, once you place those two rectangles that are going to be about uh, eye level to you, parallel to the floor and the ceiling of the range, um, and then you send those out, um, I would suggest that, uh, that you send them, again, this kind of varies on, on your shooting experience, but I would probably go um, seven feet to maybe 15 feet. If you really want to push yourself, go out a little farther. It's okay. Okay. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna work on transitioning from the left tar left rectangle to the right rectangle, okay? And we're gonna start start with a slow cadence. So once we get it out there, we're gonna you know obviously load that firearm, keep our finger off the trigger. We're gonna point it down range, and we're gonna start with the left side, okay? Once you feel comfortable that your sights are aligned within that rectangle, go ahead and fire around, and uh, Try not to hesitate too much time, but maybe as you're riding that recoil back, you're already transitioning to the right side of the target. We're going to fire around as that recoils. We're going to move back to the left side of that target. We're going to alternate left to right um, through, through a whole magazine or a whole cylinder. Okay, And then we're going to bring the target back and look at it. And we're going to kind of evaluate, well, was this, is this, you know, am I? what I was thinking I was doing, was it the same as what I'm actually seeing on the paper? Am I transitioning smoothly left to right? Um, or, or my targets just, or my impacts all over the target. Okay. We need to, we need to get out of just of the, the realm of going to the range and just wasting 50 rounds or hundred rounds, just standing there doing nothing at the target, just poking holes. It is fun. I do that too, but, we probably should be making our time more effective, especially where time is at a premium and ammunition's at a premium, that we're making the most of our half hour to an hour at the range, okay? So there's three drills I thought I would just throw out at you. You can use them or not. Again, I use them. I think they're they're fun. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff you can do. Uh, maybe if you get some, some education under your belt and you feel comfortable about... Um, coming from the holster and if the range that you're visiting is okay with you coming from the holster uh there's some other things that can be done also if if uh you can find some instructors that uh have a little bit more dynamic um handgun classes or rifle classes those are so much fun once you're starting to learn how to move and to shoot that's a whole nother ball game but we got to walk before we can run so spend some time with some some good quality instructors and and utilize that through your through your journey. Okay. All right. So the third thing that I have on on the, the seven tips here is um, not to be scared to ask questions. Okay. Questions are how everyone learns. At least that should be how we all learn. I, I'll find myself even talking to some of the more seasoned shooters. I really enjoy, especially talking to some of the the old school like. Vietnam or Korea veterans that are still at the range, not just the war stories, but uh, 
they have a wealth of knowledge. Um, and some of it, some of it may be a little less accurate. I don't know how else to put it, right? Um, but we still should be asking those questions, okay? Um, I, I even talked to like some of the self-defense friends of mine that, that uh, understand biomechanics and body movement and, and uh, you know, I mean, that's a whole, a whole nother topic, but I, I, I like to understand defense, right? And I like to understand how to utilize, whether it be a knife or a stick or my firearm as a defensive tool. Um, so I, I like to ask those questions. Um, and we can all, we can all learn something. It doesn't matter where we are at in our firearms journey. There's always more to learn. Um, especially when you talk to really really good firearms educators that know how to teach we could be learning something that we feel like is the exact same criteria as another class that we've taken but because some of those instructors understand how to teach we learn more uh, from that class we even talked about why taking a, a class more than once is a good idea um, that's that's another episode if you're interested i i don't remember when we did that episode it was quite a while ago um uh one thing you just need to remember as if if we're at the range and asking questions i mean everybody is willing to share their knowledge air quotes and opinions and sometimes we get that knowledge and opinion that's even unsolicited so when we when we're asking questions try and try and learn there's always some kind of a little golden nugget mixed in there in, in that dialogue that we can use whether it's maybe how to grip a little better how to stance a little better or how to even store our gun and or, you know maybe some cleaning tips whatever ask questions especially if you're new to the community it's okay to ask questions i promise at least in my experience there's very 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 few people in the firearms community that don't want to talk to you right it's in, in my experience, whether it's at a competition or um, at big expos or whatever, people enjoy sharing their knowledge. Okay. Don't forget and don't be scared to ask questions. Okay. Okay. The fourth one I had on my list and, and this one, and I kind of fall prey to myself is not to get caught up in all the cool kids stuff. Okay. What do I mean by that? The, the gun community um, or, or, or merchandise that's available to us as shooters Man, there's so much cool stuff out there um, and so much unnecessary stuff out there as well, okay? Um, usually when I go to the range, there's somebody there that thinks they're an operator, they're high-speed, low-drag, they got all this cool gear, um, they're running plate carriers and thigh rig and all this stuff, which is cool. I get it. Um, I have some of that stuff myself, um, but you don't have to have all that stuff to have a good time at the range okay there are so many cool guns out there that i have a list of guns um that i want like a wish list uh some of them are, are extremely expensive I, maybe i'll get them maybe i won't and it's okay to want the cool stuff but it's it's more important in my opinion to buy something that's within your budget whether you know buy it buy a uh, um, a quality handgun that fits inside your budget and maybe spend a little bit more more money on the education side you're going to get far more out of that investment than you are buying tons of guns okay um you you don't 
You don't need all that stuff. Okay? Buy the essentials. Buy your handgun. Buy your safety equipment. Buy some ammo. Take a class. Those are far more important. In fact, honestly, maybe you don't even have to buy the gun yet. Maybe take a class first. Let the instructor know, hey, I don't I don't have anything. Usually somebody's there that they're willing to let you um, use one of their firearms. Um, Because... Maybe it's not for you. Maybe you're thinking about getting into the firearms. You're not sure. And I've seen it before. People come in, they start shooting, and they realize, man, I, I, I don't like this. I, I don't want to do it. Maybe it's better to take the class first, spend a little bit less, so you're not tied into a firearm that and then you're not sure how to, to get rid of or, or you're going to lose money on when you sell it or whatever. Okay? Don't get, get caught up in the cool kid stuff. It's okay if you can't afford it. Okay. Uh, number five on my list was to to take a friend with you, okay? Now, I know I call this range therapy um, right at the beginning, and I still absolutely feel that way. So why are we being selfish and keeping it dark to ourselves, okay? There's no reason to. It's okay to invite others um, on our journey. Or maybe it, we want to invite somebody that's beginning their journey on in the firearms uh, community, okay? It's okay. Um uh, I, I, one of the reasons that it's fine to take, or I think is a good idea to bring other people shooting is, um, it, well, I guess it's twofold, right? We're going to show that it's normal and okay to own a gun. There's so many air quote, normal people out there that own firearms in our communities. Okay. So it lets others, other people seem that it may be new to the sport that, oh man, this, there's a lot more people into this than I thought. It also lets people within the community to know that we're not alone, um, that there are millions and millions of people out there that enjoy the firearms community as well. So um, it's important, okay? Now, there's a couple words of caution that I'm going to put into this about taking a friend. And the, and the first one is I'm going to touch on is safety, okay? Don't let a safety violation go because you're scared to offend or hurt somebody's feelings. Um, there's no excuse for letting safety go out the window, okay? Number one, um, if you feel like you can't correct somebody um, that, that may have violated one of those safety rules, then maybe you need to spend a little bit more time in some classes or around more seasoned shooters that will build up that confidence, okay? The second word of caution I have um, about bringing a friend with you is at least my my gun friends um we're really good at uh man how did i put this we're, we're really good at talking into our our buddies into buying something that they may not need okay so i, I i'll use the independence as, as an example okay so we have a ton of guns they're in stock a bunch of cool gear to buy a bunch of classes whatever okay sometimes when we're there with our buddies will fall into peer pressure and maybe buy something that that we don't need. Uh, or they'll talk you into buying something uh, that that you don't need or vice versa, okay? Um, I have been on both ends of that scenario. I have talked my buddies into being part of a firearms adop adoption program to where I've talked them into buying stuff they probably didn't need. And... I've allowed buddies talk me into something 
a, a new gun to take home where I had to figure out how to talk to my wife and tell her that it's part of my investment strategy. Okay. So be aware of it. But sometimes in, in the community, we, we kind of like to talk to other people into buying things. Uh, just, just be aware it happens. Okay. Um, don't go into debt buying guns. Bottom line. Okay. Anyway. Um, all right. Number six that I had on my list is understanding your gear. Okay. So, uh, I think, what are we now? We're like 20 million new gun owners in the last, uh, last year, two years, 20 million. That's a ton. And if you're part of that 20 million, welcome, welcome to the community. Um, and honestly, I don't care about your political affiliation because uh, there are a lot of left-wing, I shouldn't say left-wing, but Democrat gun owners um, who didn't vote for Orange Man or anything, right? There's a lot of people outside the community that love fire, or inside the community, sorry, that love firearms, that understand and respect the Second Amendment, that didn't vote for Trump, okay? So that might burst some of your bubbles. I don't know. Uh, Welcome them into the community. Number one, there's no reason to alienate anybody because they have a D after their name. Okay? Doesn't matter. Um, again, to, to you, 20 million, if you're part of those, welcome to the community. We are excited to have you here. Um, now let's go ahead and, and get to where you're buying some good gear. Okay? Again, we, I kind of mentioned it earlier. We don't want to be spending a ton of money on stuff right off the bat that, that cool kid stuff we don't need that stuff right off the bat so um if you bought a new gun uh sp spend some time on youtube i know that's kind of a a scary place for for her gun information but there are some very good videos out there talking about your particular firearm also refer to your safety manual or owner's not safety or your owner's manual uh, if if it has one, with if you bought a new gun, it should have one. Refer to that user's manual so you can understand your safety features. If it has an external safety or a grip safety, it's really because we need to understand how to safely manipulate that firearm. We need to know how to how to remove that magazine, how to manipulate our safety, how to tear down the gun, field strip the gun, which we probably shouldn't do at the range anyways. Um, or maybe we need to know how to adjust the sights, or um, I guess what it breaks down to, we don't be able to manipulate our gun without breaking any of the safety, the safety rules. Okay, there's tons of videos out there, um, and, and and a ton of places to learn. You know, honestly, we could talk to um, trainers or gunsmiths on the specific part of the gun that maybe we don't understand. It's okay. Again, we talked about asking questions earlier. It's it's okay. Uh, and again, there's there's lots of other shooters out there willing to give you their advice. Okay, so we talked about about safety, right? Safely using that gun, which really brings me to the most important part of um, my list. Okay, and that is number seven: safety, safety, safety. Right? Just like real estate, the most important thing is location. Right? With firearms, the most important thing is safety. Uh, so let's just go forth. So I know some of you seasoned individuals already know these rules, but because of my nature and because I'm so safety conscious, we're going to talk about them again anyways. So let's go through the four fundamental safety rules, right? 
first and foremost is we're going to treat every firearm as if it's loaded all the time, no exceptions, okay? Because we're treating every gun as if it's loaded, we are never, ever going to point that gun at something that we are not willing to destroy, okay? We're going to keep our finger off that trigger outside of the trigger guard, kind of alongside the, the frame of the gun until we are on target and had made the conscious decision to fire. Once, once we know or we've made that decision to fire, we need to know our target. We need to know what's in front of our target and what is beyond our target. Okay. Now, maybe those aren't in the same phraseology that you might have seen on an NRA stick or whatever. But all the, all the rules are there. Okay. Because we're going to treat a gun loaded as if it's loaded, why would we ever point it at our buddy at the range? Maliciously or not. We would never do that. Okay. Um, we would never, you know, keep our finger on the trigger because as we're walking around, say we're hunting or whatever, and we fall, if our, if our fingers may be on the trigger, that gun might go off. Whatever. Either way. Okay. We're just going to follow those rules. They really are simple. Um, and it really is important for us to know and understand the why of those rules, okay? Um, safety really begins with us individually as gun owners. Um, we really can't rely on everybody else to know. We, we really need to get our house in order. I guess that's how I want to put it first off. We need to know and be obedient to those rules and be an example to those around us, okay? Once we know that we're strict on those rules, that, that kind of gives us the authority to, I don't want to say correct, but that's really what it is, is to correct somebody that, that maybe made a violation, okay? Um, that being said, maybe we're the ones that are in the violation of, of breaking one of those rules. And it's important, and listen to what I'm saying, both old shooters and new shooters alike, listen to what I'm saying. It is important that if we've made a safety violation, that we own it, okay? We don't need to get argumentative. We don't need to stamp our feet and protest. We don't need to say, well, I didn't know that was one of the rules. We know the rules. And we should be willing to follow those rules. Um, and we should be willing to take correction uh, because it is serious business, okay? Don't, don't be the jerk. Okay, we are all on the same firearms journey together. Um, all those new gun owners out there, uh, again, seasoned, seasoned shooting individuals, listen to me again. There are 20 million or so new firearms owners in the United States. We need to be embracing them. Okay, they're important. They're important for our community. We need to be teaching them the correct safety rules. We need to be good examples of the Second Amendment. Um, we need to be willing to, to stand up and stand together when the time's needed, okay? All right, hopefully hopefully that makes sense. Okay. Um, the last thing I really want to talk about in this show, and I know we've talked about it in previous shows about setting up a range bag. I, I alluded to that earlier is your individual first aid kit. And I really feel like this is probably the most important thing that you need to have in your range bag. Okay, IFAC, you've heard that term before. 
it's a it's an acronym individual first aid kit um they're expensive i get that i understand and you get what you pay for okay don't buy a 20 dollar amazon individual first aid kit because it's probably not going to have what you need in it um they're going to be 100 bucks maybe a little bit more okay but that's not the end of the cost you need to take a class to understand how to use life-saving materials okay um so if you can find a stop the bleed class or um honestly if you can find a tccc class which i i know is not going to be cheap it's going to be kind of a ding on the old budget i get it but it'll be money well invested um you're far more likely to use your first aid kit than you are to use your gun okay learn how to use it get one put one in your car put one in your range bag whatever it's important life-saving equipment okay all right enough lecturing there i am that that those are my seven tips to a good range visit um hopefully what the things i've shared to you are of some kind of benefit and you feel that it's worth it um maybe there's some things that you think i should have included cool let me know let us know you can jump on our facebook page or our instagram uh, man i can hardly talk our instagram page um at the range minded podcast or you can give me an email at um, podcast at iishooting.com um there's going to be some things that we're going to be working through this year that that's one thing that nick and i was actually going to share but that'll come up at a later date um again we're excited to have you here 2022 is going to be a, a year full of opportunity for gun owners um and it's important that we stand together okay thanks guys we really appreciate you listening and take somebody shooting see ya hey gang we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us If you liked this episode, make sure you let us know and everyone know by giving us a five-star rating and maybe sharing us with your friends. If you have an idea for an episode or a guest that you think would be cool to have on the show or you just want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at iishooting.com or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Podcast. Thanks again and take somebody shooting.